When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to my team selection ahead of game week 28. We've had the matches finish last night. I imagine it's joy for a lot of wildcarders out there. It was good news for... Tony captainers, double Brentford defenders, Brighton defender owners, all of the people that I didn't have, uh, basically, as we'll kind of talk about. So first matches were great for me. Second matches, not so good. Uh, I guess you could say that I deserve it after some of my comments about the wild cards uh, before. But yeah, I think um, I think people will be delighted. Uh, a lot of people will be delighted uh, with how the scores have gone. I will say I did see something on Twitter, which was a lot of kind of... Uh, FPL managers that I follow, all with exactly the same 105 points. Hey, I'm not saying anything. It's a good score. You did well. Well done. If you got 105 points, uh, yeah, no, no further comments. Uh, I did not get 105 points. I will talk about the points that I got <clears throat> in a minute. I will talk about my team and how it's set up for Game 28. I've already made my transfer. I seem to be doing that quite a lot uh, lately, making my transfer before these team selection videos, which is a bit unlike me. I like to kind of leave those um, to a bit later, uh, but I'm happy making them a bit early uh, at the moment. Uh, I'm going to talk about my watch list as well, some of the players on there, some of the players I might be looking at for game week 29, the big double. But I think I'm pretty set. I think a lot of us are pretty set um, on the players we're going to get. There doesn't seem to be a huge amount of differential uh, options, uh, but there's some kind of key choices that we're going to be making. Uh, so we'll talk through um, those uh, as well. Hello to everyone in the chat. Do send me a message as we go. Uh, keep me company on this uh, Thursday morning. Hi to Paul H from Australia. Hi to FPL Springbok, Kev Map, Hardcore Quitches. Quitch, my favourite um, uh, beer from Tiny Rebel uh, Brewery. Uh, means hug. So I'm guessing uh, Hardcore Quitches is, is Welsh. Uh, hi to FPL Gem. Um, Big A pouring coffee. Yeah, it's part of my... Uh, rebrand of the starting soon screens that I did at the start of the season. Uh, remember the Sims, Sims 1, when it had the little things flashing across the text? That's what I was kind of going for there. Added those to Scout and, and Black Box. My parting gift uh, to Scout when I was there full time. Uh, some good scores in the chat. FPL Team Peter. Oh no, he wishes he had 105 points. 79 
yeah, and a big red. Uh, Paul H, 82 and a red. And then a couple of 106s, which we won't talk about. If you've got 106, you beat the kind of template content creator side. So, yeah, well done. Yeah, keep the kind of keep the kind of lower scores coming in. 71 from Oliver. Uh, yeah, we'll um, we'll deal with those. Uh, we'll come straight into mine. I've got 82, well, 86 with a with a minus four. If you watched my video last week, you'll know that I was kind of stressing about this Odegaard to McAllister move. Uh, I wanted to captain McAllister. But, you know, given that McAllister's only got one uh, no game this week, it was not actually gaining an extra transfer over these two weeks. So I was kind of, mm, do I really want to do that? And then Odegaard got the flag in Europe. And that was kind of the push that I needed uh, to do it. So I bought in McAllister and captained him. That meant I took the armband off of one of Matoma or Tony. So I didn't actually gain anything on the captaincy. Uh, and Odegaard got seven and McAllister got ten. Uh, and then Odegaard's got this extra game. And I took a four-point hit. So realistically, if Odegaard gets anything uh, in the game against Palace, which I think is very likely, then that transfer will not um, have paid off. Um, but hopefully he won't get anything. It's uh, not going to happen, is it? Palace aren't very good. Uh, and yeah, the, the damage can be kept to, to a minimum. Uh, but yeah, not not looking like the best transfer. That, and I kind of knew it wouldn't. I think my Brighton bias and I really wanted to get McAllister. And he was unlucky last night not to get more returns. So one of those ones where it probably wasn't the best move, but it didn't have a great outcome, which was like everything, you know, the, the worst results we last night would have been two one nils, Tony scoring and March scoring. And yeah, of course that, that's what ended up uh, happening, uh, which, you know, kind of sums up my kind of rocky season, really. I think it's double game week, uh, quite a good start and then kind of punished in, in the second half. And that's what I kind of feel like it's doing. I've, I've been making some good decisions and, and kind of getting, rewarded for them uh, and then making some poor decisions and then getting punished quite severely uh, for them but yeah anyway the the main thing is Brighton won uh, one nil kind of game uh, we'd lose kind of last season you know when we're kind of playing the teams that we know that we should beat Palace have been a difficult team for us uh, in previous seasons a lot of history between our sides so getting a one nil against them and, and carrying on our charge uh, to Europe uh, was was really good so yeah I'm just really just know how far we can go uh, as a Brighton fan, I'd, I'd love us to get into Europe in, in some capacity. I think Champions League might be a bit of a bit of a stretch, but you, you know, you never know. With Newcastle, Spurs, and Liverpool all faltering, um, can we maintain this this performance? I think it's it's probably unlikely. I think Liverpool will probably get their act together, um, but top six, I think, could could be something that we that we look to get. So I think Brighton players are a good um, hold between now and the end of the season. We've got some more doubles coming up. You know, all of the midfielders scoring. Points for their players, you know, Esther Pinion coming in uh, and, and doing well. And, and Steele as well had a really good game yesterday. So plenty of options for, for our Brighton boys. Uh, elsewhere, Kepper with three. Got to think he's going to get a clean sheet next week against Everton and then got two home games and a double. I still like him uh, a lot. Chelsea sort of getting a bit better as well, improving uh, under Potter, which is encouraging. Uh, Trippier with five. He gets the assist, loses the, the clean sheet. Uh, seems to be a bit of a theme with them at the moment. Really struggling uh, to to kind of keep to keep those clean sheets that we're getting so many of earlier in the season. Zinchenko was six. I was happy about that. I was fifty fifty between Zinchenko and Botman. Uh, in the end, I went for Zinchenko because I thought he had a slightly better attacking threat. Even though I thought Newcastle would have the more likely chance of a clean sheet, but in the end, Zinchenko gets a clean sheet and Botman doesn't. So that's four points gained when I normally get those those ones wrong. I was happy about that. Uh, and Rico Henry with eight, just the one clean sheet for him. No attacking returns, which is a bit disappointing because his stats are, are pretty good. 
you know, they're better than, than Pinnock, who scored. They're better than a lot of defenders. I think over the last six, he's second on the uh, expecting goal involvement uh, metrics. Um, but yeah, no, no tackle for him. But again, still glad I got him. But wild carders with their double Brentford defence uh, will be will be even happier. Salah zero. I knew when he scored when he missed that penalty, I was going to get a red because he was the big difference maker for me. Uh, you know, I'd sold Haaland. I was going into this game against wildcarders without the six um, that a lot of people had. And I just really needed Salah to get double digits against Bournemouth. And I thought he was the kind of big difference maker. And if he'd, got, if he'd scored that penalty, I'd be probably sat in on a green. So, yeah, really disappointed uh, with, with that. I think it, you know, it sort of feels a bit karmatic, karmatic uh, after last week when he gets all the haul and everyone's kind of saying... Um, you know how how bad wildcarders were, myself included. Uh, kind of karma that he'd get a, a zero, but yeah, really, really poor from him. Really poor from Liverpool. Everyone just disappointed across the board. Uh, unless you're a wildcarder or unless you're a Bournemouth fan, uh, then you'll be delighted with that penalty miss. But yeah, really tough to take uh, that one. You know, and Salah's a differential for you, which has been so rare for us over the last few seasons, and he's playing Bournemouth. Um, as well, you you've got to hope for a big haul, and yeah, just just didn't get it. Uh, luckily, Kane came in, came with thirteen points uh, as well. So few people still still without him. Few non wildcarders without him. Mark as well managed to get thirteen points over him, uh, which is always the the target as well. So yeah, happy with that. Tony with thirteen bought him in uh, for Haaland. So yeah, happy with that, but didn't captain him. So lost out rank. One of those funny players in your team where you kind of actually don't want them to do that well, but you kind of do because you transferred him in. Don't really like FPL when it's like that. Uh, but anyway, big haul for, for him. Uh, and then elsewhere, Saka and Rashford both blanking. Saka really disappointing, especially when you look at the, all the other Arsenal players that are, are doing well. We're going to talk about those in the watch list section. Uh, and then McAllister, as I mentioned, captained. And Matoma with, with 12, slightly outscoring uh, McAllister as well, getting chipping him with two assists. No goals for him. Uh, but yeah, owners will be happy. Uh, with those returns on the bench, Ward, Botman, both blanking. Uh, Tarkovsky, after his successive blanks, obviously coming in with an eight-pointer uh, as they beat Brentford. Uh, and then Nonto coming off the bench uh, in for Leeds uh, with four points. But he is now gone from my side. Uh, yeah, so that's my team. Uh, Paul H asking if we're all going to be bringing in Chilwell. It does look pretty good, doesn't it? I think for me, Nonto was the priority out. Uh, so he is gone. Um, I've bought in, uh, well, no surprises for guessing we've bought in. He's the title of this this episode. Uh, Watkins is in. I'm debating a minus four, Tarkovsky to Chilwell. I think that probably pays itself. I think Chelsea win that game to nil. Gives me a little bit more to play with uh, in the double. But you just never know with defender transfers. You know, you take out Tarkovsky and he gets a header or gets Everton get a surprise clean sheet and then you're down on the move. Um, but yeah, Chilwell in looks a really, really solid move for a lot of a lot of people I think especially if you've got two free transfers and you're moving Haaland on and, and bringing in uh, yeah bringing in another defender um, my team then this is how I'm looking it's a bit of a weird team uh, you might remember it from Black Box if you watched that last night with, with Andy from, from Scoutcast MM's video do check that out if you haven't uh, already just search for Black Box on YouTube he was excellent uh, on the stream uh, with me last night so my team is Kepper in goal, it's double Newcastle defence, Trippier and Botman, Zinchenko, Henry, which I think a lot of people have got, uh, and Tarkovsky kind of ruining things a little bit uh, in defence. And then it's Saka uh, with Palace, uh, Salah, Rashford, McAllister, Matoma, all without a game. 
uh, and then Kane Watkins has just come in. And I've currently got Tony captain. His uh, underlying stats are really, really impressive. Leicester's defence has been really, really poor. Not entirely sure that I trust Kane away, um, even though Southampton have been losing. Uh, it could be Saka, but again, Saka's numbers haven't been great. Um, as well, he's being eclipsed by some of the other Arsenal mids. So I think it's between Tony and Saka for me. Uh, at the moment, it's on Tony. I might switch it over. But yeah, I, I do like Tony at the moment. Uh, worth a note, though, that Tony is now on nine yellow cards. He picked up his ninth booking uh, last night. If he gets one more, he will miss uh, a game. So if he gets booked against Leicester, he'll be missing one of the doubles uh, in 29, uh, which isn't ideal, really. There's going to be a lot of people owning him uh, and then a lot of people not really knowing what to do uh, with him. He'd miss Brighton away and he'd be OK for United away. So it's not the easiest double for, for Brentford anyway. And if he's missing one, I wonder if we're going to see some people uh, maybe moving him out. It's one of the reasons why I'm tempted to do my Tarkovsky to chill one move this week, because then it would give me an extra transfer to potentially move on Tony uh, if he does get booked um, against Leicester. Um, you know, we've got options. Havertz is, is obviously really popular. Uh, someone that, that people are looking at. Inacho is someone that I like. I haven't got any Leicester players and their double looks quite nice. Uh, in 29 so I think if Tony gets booked it might be someone that I look to move on um, especially because I'm likely going to be wildcarding in in uh, 30 or 31 and then I could potentially bring him back in not that I know that I would uh, given that this ban is looming over him we think April is going to be the time when he uh, gets that ban and there definitely will be a ban so it's probably time to move him on I think uh, if he does get the, the yellow uh, the yellow card um, as well, oh, a few people saying he misses both games in the tw- in twenty nine. Yeah, is, is it two? Is it two ba- two games missing for a ten yellows? Yeah, it could well be. Yeah, well, it's an easy sell then, isn't it? Uh, makes selling Tarkovsky actually even more tempting uh, for me uh, this week. Yeah, thanks for that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, 29, so this is how I'm set up for, for 29. Uh, it's currently Kepper and Goal, Trippier, Henry, Botman, Chilwell will be coming in, uh, whether that's this week or, or next. Uh, this week for a hit, next week for free. Uh, Matoma, Salah, McAllister, Rashford, uh, Watkins and Tony, And then it'll be the bench boost, Ward, Zinchenko, Saka and Kane, which is a pretty, pretty good bench. Uh, I have to say, captain, I don't really know who it's going to be. Rashford is the is going to be the overwhelming favourite. Favorite. Uh, Newcastle away, strong to keep clean sheets. Brentford at home, Brentford better at home as well. Looks good for him. Uh, Salah two away games. City and Chelsea. Not a massive fan of that. It could be McAllister again. Uh, Brentford and Bournemouth. I think that's one of the best doubles uh, that we've got. I like Madison's doubles. 
uh, like I mentioned as well, Villa and Palace, I think it is, um, which looks really nice. Uh, so it'll be one of those players. Probably Rashford, I have to say, is probably the one that I'll be, I'll be going for uh, in that. Uh, I don't mind Havertz as well, if you've got him with the two home games uh, as well. Um, Watkins looks good. I mean, there's plenty of options. I think most of us are going to default to Rashford, but um, I'm hoping that we see some some, trans, um, some captains sort of spread around a bit because it's quite an interesting, quite an interesting week uh, for it. Yeah, Paul H confirms too much banned for for ten yellows uh, for Tony. That would really kind of put a, a cat amongst the pigeons, wouldn't it? If um, if Tony does that, does not go in that that ban, uh, that means you know people's transfers will be they will have to be you know taking him out, and I think we'll see lots of different directions. Uh, going with that, Pickies Harlan's been sold, and, and a lot of people have got Kane Watkins. You know, will people go for, will go for Havertz? Will they go for Iheanacho? Is there someone else that's going to emerge um, that people are going to be looking at? Yeah, it'll be interesting to, to kind of see will people go for like Mbomo and, and hoping to just keep the Brentford forward. Um, I doubt it, but you, you know, you never know. Yeah, so we'll kind of see how how that goes. But he's got to get that that ban and that yellow this weekend. So yeah, do pay attention uh, to that. Um, let's have a look at the watch list. So I've updated this with a few uh, new players. Uh, in defence, no changes here. Uh, this is sort of ordered by um, non-penalty XGI per 90 data since the restart. In defence, we've got Trippier still at the top um, of that. Another assist for him. He's having a, a great season, uh, ticking along uh, nicely. Would you have him on a free hit? Um, if you are free hitting, it's an interesting one. I mean, Forrest looks like a good fixture. They're now going to be without Johnson uh, for a bit. I definitely would be going for the double um, defence. I think there could actually be better options in defence. If you go for an Arsenal defender, for example, I'd be very tempted by the two Chelsea wing-backs um, as well. I think James has been declared fit for this one. Chilwell's obviously in, in great form as well. Uh, so I'd be tempted to go for those two and not go for a Newcastle defender. Now, when you've got a player like Trippier, who's so highly owned um, on the free hit, it's tempting to go against them just to uh, just to kind of go against them. So, yeah, Peter asking who my differentials would be on a free hit. I, I would go for those double Chelsea wing backs. Stick Martinez in goal. Not many people have got Aston Villa defenders, um, and you know they are uh, conceding quite a few shots, so the saves could rack up for him um, as well. So, yeah, I like kind of going for for that option. Um, I like, you know, someone like Ian Acho as well, but it's difficult to kind of bring him in when you've got Tony Watkins and, and Havertz and Kane all looking so strong. So you can't really make any any differentials uh, there in midfield. You're probably looking at someone like Buendia, maybe. Um, but Son is the obvious free hit choice for someone looking for a differential and just praying that he, he gets a massive haul uh, against Southampton, which he has done before uh, last season. But yeah, didn't manage it earlier in the season when a lot of people had their hopes on him. But yeah, I think Son is the, the big difference maker. 6% ownership um, for him. You know, there's not a lot of other premiums knocking around. Maybe Sterling um, as well. I put him on the watch list. Uh, he he could be someone that, that I like uh, as a differential on the free hit. But yeah, it's not that easy um, to pick him out. I think what else I'd do is I'd maybe back against Saka as well and go for a Trossard or go for a Marcelli or someone with, with lower ownership. Uh, than, than Saka uh, so try and you know instead of going for like differentials from completely different teams try and find differentials within within their own team um, if you're looking to steal ahead of everyone uh, midfield uh, De Bruyne is now top again of the non-point XGI per 90 
uh, stats, but not really someone that we're going to be looking at, which is really, really interesting. Uh, no double of him, obviously, the blank this week. There will be some more doubles coming up. I wonder if he can factor in back into our thinking, along, along with Foden as well, who's just completely ousted uh, Mares uh, at the moment. Um, but that's probably one for a few weeks uh, down the line. I've added in Sterling. Um, you know, his XGI, not put XGI up in 90s, is pretty decent, actually, 0.58. He'd look pretty pretty good for, for Chelsea as well before he picked up that injury. Uh, Mudrick came in and did well, but I think if Sterling's fit, he comes straight back into the side. I've added Fernandez in as well. Obviously not one for this week, but in the double, if you're free-hitting maybe this week, um, if you're wild-carded this week maybe, and you're looking uh, for a, a 29 player that not many people are going to own, Who's got a double? I think Fernandez is an interesting choice. Uh, non production up at 90 of 0.52. Will his role change? Uh, you know, with Casemiro suspended, could do. Might operate a little bit deeper. Um, we haven't seen a huge drop off in the stats of attacking uh, Man United play when Casemiro has been out. So I'm expecting their attack to still do quite well. It's just defence I think is going to suffer uh, mostly. Um, off the back of that, and, I mean, look at these Arsenal boys. I mean, you've got I've added Trossard in with his three assists. You've got Odegaard there um, as well. You've got Martinelli and you've got Saka. You've got all four mids, you know, viable options for us. But then it's interesting because no double. I mean, they have got this game. If they didn't have this game this week, they'd be a complete fire sale. But they do have this one. And they've got a good game as well against, against Leeds. And then it's going to how many players do we keep going into the final bit of the season when there's no more doubles scheduled uh, for them. So really interesting decision to be made. You know, Saka's 8.5 million. He's the most expensive but it doesn't really seem like money is that big a problem uh, for us at the moment, given that we've got Haaland and Kane. That's about it. We can kind of afford um, kind of who we want, unless we're going with Salah uh, as well and hoping that he can kind of get back um, to his former glory and, and hit the kind of end of the season uh, hard uh, as well. Um, Akbar's asking, what is my logic behind the wildcard 30-31? Well, the logic is I've sold Haaland and, I've sp- and I'm going to be spreading the money around my team. So if I'm going to get Haaland back, I'm going to need to either take a minus eight or, or wildcard him uh, back in. Um, I'm hoping that more options emerge though, because the worst thing that could really happen is that I wildcard into the team that all of the wildcarders in 26 have already got. And then I'm not ahead of the curve. I'm just catching up and I'm probably 20 points behind them as well. Uh, unfortunately, that is looking more and more likely with each passing week. So I'm hoping something quite dramatic happens or there's a you know a couple of doubles get get landed and I can kind of just get a little bit ahead of the curve um but at the moment those those results last night really uh, really did hurt kind of my my strategy uh so yeah not not as I said not not great fixtures for them but that, that's the logic um the bench boost well the bench boost I just think is such an obvious play um for 29 given that most of us are going to be going into that with 10 or 11 uh doublers and then you've got Arsenal with good fixtures a good fixture gets Leeds and Kane with a good fixture. And even if you've kept Haaland, you know, it's still a home game against Liverpool. So the single game week players have got good games and there's loads of doubles. So there's not going to be a bigger double game week this, this year. Um, lots of us already set up for it anyway. So it just seems completely logical. I think 90% of people who've got the bench boost left will be playing it um, in 29. That's a figure plucked out of nowhere. But yeah. Uh, that's that's uh, that's the one I'm putting on. Um, and then finally, up front, I've finally added in Watkins. I talk about him every week. Uh, only felt fair to, to add him in. Uh, you know, 64 points 
since the restart is is really really impressive when you compare that to uh, Tony for example who's got 60 uh, compared to Kane who's got 74 so only 10 points more uh, than Watkins obviously a lot more uh, money more points than Havertz you know 43 um, with a similar non-pinning XG up 90 uh, 0.51 um, as well so yeah I mean look at Nunes 37 he's he's top of the non-pinning XG up 90 but just isn't really delivering those points um, as well so yeah, Watkins is just a really, really solid choice. I think he's a, he's a good captain choice this week as well. I'm expecting Villa to score a couple uh, against Bournemouth uh, this week. So, yeah, I think if you're looking to move Haaland on, it's obviously, for the majority of people, it's between Havertz and, and Watkins. Uh, I did consider Havertz, but I think Watkins just has too much um, in his locker as that kind of real focal spearhead of the attack, whereas Havertz is dropping a bit deep and playing in a bit more of a free role. We're still not totally sure about Chelsea and what they're, you know, how well they are actually gelling. Um, I think Watkins has got the bigger chance of bigger hauls over the next few weeks. So uh, that's why I've got him in. But yeah, I don't mind the Havertz pick um, as well. So yeah, that's pretty much uh, where I'm at. Uh, Paul H, wildcard 30 also means you can take money out of your bench and put it into your first 11 yeah, I mean, there's going to be other doubles to come, but they're not going to be huge. So, yeah, that would that would be the kind of idea of that. I mean, the trouble with that is that wildcarders, I don't think you've got a lot of money in the bench anyway, because it's the likes of Mitoma, Estepinion, um, you know, Henry, these cheap, and even goalkeepers. You know, if people have kept wards, even someone like Steele is quite cheap. So, it's looking like the wildcard in, in 26 was a was a good move. Um, I think. Uh, unless something dramatic happens over the next few uh, weeks. So, you know, something like if, if Haaland's, um, you know, if, if Tony gets booked in the in one of the double game weeks, for example, and then people have got to move him out and move Haaland out as well, uh, and then, you know, one player emerges that maybe people can't get to very easily, then I'm kind of in a, in a much better position. Um, but obviously those things have got to happen. Uh, and we'll have to wait and see um, on that. But yeah, that is where I'm at at the moment. So I think... As I press the right button. Um, that is me uh, for this video. That's where I'm at. I uh, hope this has been useful. Hope everyone's gaming 28 uh, is is good. Obviously, it's going to be a few differences in the way people approach this. Free hits, wild cards, hits, no hits. It's going to kind of be completely dependent on, on your own team um, as well. Do look at your team and, you know, if you are considering the free hit and the wild card, make sure you're doing it for kind of the right reasons. I think a lot of people are going to get scared when they see other people free hitting and wild carding but in reality do you really want to be wild carding if you're just going to be you know bringing in you know Chilwell and Watkins for example you could get that with a hit maybe I think if you can get close to like the optimal team uh, this week with a minus four do that and save your chips you know the, the free hit is going to be useful further down the line uh, you never know when you might need the wild card a bit later on um, as well so my advice is patience if you can. Obviously, if you're going into this week with like six or seven players, uh, then you're probably going to need to play it. But yeah, do check your team out and just see where you can get to uh, with a hit because I think a minus four um, is is not going to hurt you that much this week because there's going to be plenty of those uh, flung about. So yeah, good luck in Game 28, everyone. And I will be back next week. <laughs>